New York City is larger than life. In population, in food, in arts and culture, in entertainment, the Big Apple has a lot to offer, no matter your age. I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape. On this morning's show, we're taking a look at New York City from a toddler's perspective. The city has a lot to offer a kid between the ages of one and three years old, from cool museums to foreign language programs. Coming up, we'll pay a visit to a French for toddlers class on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And while on the Upper East Side, we'll check out a place that brings a little piece of country life to New York City kids. We have chickens and they lay real eggs and yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's coming up on Cityscape. But first, a much more literal look at the city from a toddler's perspective. Allow me to introduce you to Diego Acosta. He's a native of Ecuador who came to New York City to attend the School of Visual Arts. And as part of a class project, he attached a camera to his then nearly two-year-old son's stroller. Acosta says he wanted to tell the story of little Ignacio encountering the Big Apple. But it was kind of difficult because, as you know, a, a digital camera to be really big and, and heavy. So uh, finally I decided to put... Uh, a GoPro camera inside of the stroller, which works perfectly for my for my ambitions and for my idea, because um, uh, it's a new perspective and uh, it shows perfectly the environment of my son inside of the stroller while we were taking uh, um, uh, walks around the city and uh, touristic places, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Acosta set the camera to take a picture every 10 seconds. I think that the whole project maybe has more than 10,000 images or something like that. The series shows both famous tourist attractions like Times Square, but also glimpses from daily city life, like just the simple view of the subway, the stroller and the subway system. Yeah, um, it, it, that's, that's the whole thing, because um, the city not only is the touristic places, but it's also the, the, the intimate life, the, how, how we deal with, with uh, uh, kids in the city, and uh, especially with my son. So it, it, it shows uh, several things, yes. Some of the photos have an especially unique view because they were taken when the stroller was covered with plastic to protect Ignacio from cold and rain. I really love the one uh, uh, who is uh, in the um, Radio City Music Hall. You can see the images for yourself at diego-acosta.com slash stroller. When you're a kid being pushed around in a stroller in New York City, you're bound to come across wildlife. It's typically limited to squirrels and pigeons, but there's a place on Manhattan's Upper East Side that allows children to mingle with a whole host of other animals, from bunnies to turtles to chinchillas. It's called the Art Farm in the City. We recently paid them a visit. Hello, my name is Valentina Van Heis, and we're at the Art Farm in the City, and I'm uh, one of the founders and the director and an owner. 
The words farm and Manhattan don't typically go together, but here we are at the art farm in this city. Tell me about the art farm. The art farm was originally started by my partner, Marie Lindman, out in the Hamptons, which she actually has a farm. Um, and I started working for her, doing her early childhood summer music programs. My background's in music education, and I worked in the Board of Ed before I started this as a music teacher. Uh, we had a great following uh, out in the Hamptons for the summer program, so um, she asked me if we wanted to open something in the city, and that was 14 years ago. So what's the mission of the art farm? The mission of the art farm is to educate children, especially city children, about nature, learning through nature, and how to preserve nature and take care of animals, not only pet animals, but teaching them about all the different animals in the world that help our ecosystems and to care for our oceans and our streams and our air to help preserve the planet. You have a wide variety of live animals here at the art farm. Yes, we do. And as I was saying, we do outreach to about 40, actually, we're up to about 60 schools in the area. Um, so all those varieties of animals, we can teach children about bugs, we can teach them about bunnies, we can teach them about salamanders and lizards. So we use them all as a wide variety for our science lessons. You have chinchillas, you have turtles, you have birds. Yes, yep, we have a lot. And of course, the little ones um, and the older ones, and, and also for all our birthday parties as well, touching and holding animals is really important. And that's a big part of our programming as well, is teaching children how to handle and care for live animals. What do you see in the faces of city kids who come in here and see these animals up close and personal? It's great for city kids and for city parents as well. There's so many adults that have been raised in the city as well as the kids to learn something new and be a part of something fresh and different and to walk into our petting zoo and see live animals and be able to connect with them uh, so easily as opposed to trying to hop on a train or go somewhere out of the city. You even have chickens down there, right? Yep, we have chickens, and they lay real eggs, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. What other types of programs do you offer here? Uh, well, we want to educate children um, through nature and, and learn through nature, so we also have a lot of different um, camps and programming. Um, we also, our big philosophy, too, is learning through the arts. Um, so all of our programming incorporates music. So our programming could be just dropping in to see the animals, or it could go as to being a part of our summer camp programs. What age group are you primarily serving? Primarily, we're serving six months um, up through eight years. That's quite the range. Yeah, it's a big range. Um, you know, the older children have birthday parties here. Younger ones do as well. But we're obviously getting the older kids for after-school programs or for birthday parties or for summer camps. And during the school year, we're filled with little babies learning and just being socializing and meeting new friends and making playdates and starting their life out in the city. Now, you yourself are a mom, right? Yes, I'm a mom of three. And I love kids, so, <laughs> but I'm done now. 
I have a seven-year-old boy, a three-year-old boy, and a six-month-old girl. And I love spending time with them, and I love coming to work and seeing more kids and babies. So. I was going to say, but yet you find time to be here. Yes. Uh, children are definitely, definitely my passion. What would you say you have learned most from being here at the art farm in the city about kids and how they relate, how they grow up in New York City? Being raised in New Jersey, and I am raising my children in New Jersey, raising kids in New York City, I think, is an art. I give parents a lot of credit from getting their children into the right schools and navigating the school systems. Um, So providing a place for New York City families, for people um, and children to feel at home and believe in quality programming, I really feel that is um, really important in New York City, and families are really grateful for it. It's so interesting to walk up to the art farm here on this block on East 91st Street because you come upon it and you say, what is that? It looks very rural. It looks very like a farm, farm door outside. Well, the theming of the place is extremely important. We want people to feel the um, farm home down, you know, hometown feel when they down on the farm feeling when they come here. Birthday parties, our employees wear overalls with gingham shirts, so we really play the theme up during that time. Um, so we really have fun with the theme, and it's a fun theme to play out. It's going to be so much fun, program since my background is in music education I created the curriculum a lot of it was trial and error since we've now been here for 14 years it took me a couple years to tweak it and now it's a very successful mommy and me music program um, I still teach the classes because I love it singing is a huge part and music education is, is a huge passion of mine as well and um, it's very successful and there's so many things we incorporate into the class with learning with the animals and movement and singing and playing it's, it's a lot of fun Do the animals come into the music class at times? Yep. Every single class, they learn about a live animal, and they play with uh, stuffed animal toys, and we teach them how to pet the animal before the live animal comes to visit. And we like to incorporate a lot of music. I'm a big Beatles fan. I'm a big rock and roll fan. So um, there's a lot of songs that the moms and dads can listen to. And then, of course, I feel like all those old nursery rhymes that we grew up with are lost somewhere, so we still bring those into play as well. How has the art farm grown here in New York City over the last 14 years? 
the art farm in the city has grown um, extremely well. Uh, it took a while for it to get off the ground, like every new business. But after we grew the outreach programs and being in the numerous schools that we're in, our name is, you know, in Queens, in Brooklyn, downtown, which has always helped as well. And this summer, we've outgrown this space for our summer camp. So we're housing it in a neighborhood school for the summer. And we're excited to be able to offer toddler programs here in the morning and still have our summer camp because we would stop all those morning programs just for our camp. So this is our first summer. We'll be running a lot of programs. And we're looking to um, relocate into a larger space to house everything under one roof one day soon. Valentina Van Heist is a co-founder, owner, and director of The Art Farm in the City. More info at theartfarms.org. This is Cityscape. I'm George Boldarki. Next on Cityscape, parlez-vous français? I don't, but I recently met some toddlers who do. I attended a French for Toddlers class at the French Institute Alliance Française in Manhattan. Je répète, oui. Euh, j'écoute. Bravo, j'écoute. Et là, qu'est-ce que je fais Miss Anne. Ben oui, ben, ça ne fait pas Miss Anne, mais qu'est-ce que je fais Je regarde Miss Anne. Bravo, je regarde Miss Anne. Oh. Oui, mais, oui, mais là, en français, qu'est-ce que je fais Si je veux parler, bla, 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 qu'est-ce que je fais Je... Caroline, je lève la main. Oui, et je dis Miss Anne. D'accord Bravo les filles Bravo, bravo Alors, je m'assois sur le tapis. My name is Anne Bellec. Uh, I'm and I'm the director of the preschool and the youth programs at FIAF. So what is involved with language programs for toddlers Well, we offer a program starting at age one, up to four, actually up to 17, but I handle directly the one to four uh, segment. And it's uh, weekly or bi-weekly uh, classes. Uh, one, for one years old, it's about 45 minutes a week. And uh, starting at two, it's an hour and a half. And we function on the full immersion basis, so there's no English, even if some children, as you've seen when you watch the class, uh, talk in English, we will bounce back. Our teachers are trained to bounce back and just repeat what they said in French or say, well, you know, try to say it in French or, oh, this is what you said, okay, but no English is spoken. Skateboard. C'est un, attention, tais-toi, Caroline. C'est un skateboard. D'accord, les 
Oui, on va le faire. Oui, d'accord. Ok, donc tu répètes, Caroline, qu'est-ce que c'est C'est skateboard. Bravo, Caroline. Mimi, qu'est-ce que c'est C'est un skateboard. Bravo. Euh, les filles, il y en a un peu petit là-bas, mais regardez l'image. Qu'est-ce que c'est ça C'est un skateboard non. Non, qu'est-ce que c'est C'est un... C'est un vélo. How quickly does a child absorb the language under those circumstances? Much quicker than, you know, I think under other models. Uh, really, you've seen the class, those children were, those girls were three and four. They started this year. They are non-native speakers because we have two tracks. We have a track for uh, native speakers, children that are already uh, have been already exposed to French, and you know we obviously go further. And children who've never learned French. And uh, the segment uh, that you recorded, those little girls uh, are new to French. So what is involved in teaching the language to a child of that age? Well, they have to, we make a parallelism between their everyday life and uh, we're not, uh, we study what they would need to know uh, on a daily, in the daily, daily environment. Today was the skateboard and, uh, and the bike. Uh, we'll talk about the doctor next week, not the dentist next week. So it's things that pretty quickly since all, so, subjects that are so close to them that with a few action ver verbs that they're going to learn, they'll be able to make sentences. You know, I'm going to the doctor or my head hurts or, you know, I'm going for a ride on my bicycle. You know, quickly they'll be able to say very, you know, common phrases. You brought out snacks and there was a lot of excitement right. and there was communication in French. Mm -hmm. Full sentences in French. It works for any age, even at one year old when the class for one year old, they don't, they're not verbal, so we cannot expect them to, to speak, but it's more of a mommy and me program at that stage. And uh, the, uh, the adult is the one, you know, supposed to talk, but uh, even the little one, the little, at one year old, even if they don't speak, after a few weeks, they'll say, si, si, for merci, you know, thank you. They will, it's the magic of food. Une crêpe à la fraise ou, enfin je choisis, j'ai le choix, une crêpe au chocolat. Et je veux la phrase magique. Alors Ayana, tu voudrais une crêpe au chocolat ou une crêpe à la fraise Je. Je voudrais chocolat, s'il te plaît. Une crêpe au chocolat, s'il te plaît. Bravo Ayana, bravo ma puce. Merci. Ah oh, bah de rien. Cache, 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 cache. D'accord Ça ne sera pas en comme ça. Caroline, tu voudrais une crêpe à la fraise ou une crêpe au chocolat Je voudrais une crêpe de fraise, s'il te plaît. Bravo, Caroline. Voilà ma puce. So, what can you tell us about what's happening in the brains of little kids as they learn a new language? Well, babies are natural learners. At six months old, when they babble, they babble sounds that make the languages spoken in the world. Uh, and then they will learn, but they will learn to talk using the sounds in their environment, meaning their parents, their nannies. 
Uh, and by the age of, of seven, they will lose that ability to make some of the sounds. So that's why, you know, the prime age to learn a foreign language is within the third or fourth years uh, of life. You mentioned that you have non-native speakers, so you have kids coming here whose parents, they don't speak French. How amazed are the parents when their little ones are all of a sudden conversing in French? Well, they do come back <laughs> and keep on signing up. You know, it's not uncommon for us to to have uh, to welcome customers when their children are one and to not let them see go. Even, you know, they, they continue up until they're teenage, you know, and they speak French. I taught myself before I was in this capacity. I was a teacher, and I remember uh, this girl was, uh, her name was Mia, is Mia, and she was nine years old, beginner French, and I would see her every I've been she still takes classes every Saturday for years she's been taking classes at the French Institute and now she speaks like pretty much like me a little bit of an accent but she's doing a fantastic job so how different is it to teach French to the one to four-year-old compared to the nine-year-old? Mm, that's a good question. Nine years old or even adults. I mean, if you take a class yourself, uh, you're going to take notes, you're going to do your homework, you're going to do your exercises, and learn your list of vocabulary, come back the following class, and you'll be ready. Children, what happens is they don't have the inhibition that sometimes adults have. They don't they're not worried about not pronouncing the word well. So they'll say velo right away, but five minutes later, they're going to forget. That means bicycle, right? Am I yes, right? Yes, See yes. that? I learned in that class. Good. You should sign up for classes. Um, so they will learn it very quickly, but if you don't, and it, you, you notice through the class how many times the teacher said it, but in a non-boring way, not saying always the same thing, but placing that word of vocabulary every chance she got on the table set for uh, the snack, uh, by doing, by having the children bicycle in the classroom. So what the way we work is, is a spiral with children. You, every week we will introduce, we have a different theme, and we will introduce new expressions and the vocabulary, but we always come back to what we've seen in the past. And really, with children, you judge the result of our, the, our session last 11 weeks, and that's, it's really at the 10 week, 11-week mark that you can really uh, evaluate the children. A vélo? Le vélo, oui. Le vélo. Le vélo. Oui, le vélo. Alors, attention. Allez, ça, elle va vous montrer, hein, les filles. Alors, ah non, je monte. Comment je fais du vélo? Allez, je... When did you first learn English? When I was uh, in uh, secondary school at 10 years old. Back in France? Back in France, yes. How challenging was it for you to learn another language? Well, when I started learning English, it turned out immediately to be a passion. So I spoke English to my friends. I used to make up English words because I loved it so much. So, for, And I used to spend summers in England, you know, those language programs. So... For me, it was real a passion right away, and I knew that English was going to be important in my life. Well, I'm going to show off the extent of my French language skills right now. Merci. De rien. Bravo. <laughs>
Anne Bellick is the head of preschool and youth programs at the French Institute Alliance Française in Manhattan. During my visit, I also had the opportunity to talk with a dad whose toddler is taking language classes there. Stibor Semper is originally from the Czech Republic. He's been in New York City for some 11 years. I asked him why French classes for his young daughter. As uh, somebody who lived um, in the Czech Republic and then moved to France, I learned French at a very young age. And then when I, when I moved to the Americas about uh, 11 years ago, I wanted to, uh, number one, keep my French um, language going. And then, and then uh, when I had my daughter about three, three and a half years ago, I wanted her to speak French. So I, I first started speaking French to her. I still do it. Uh, but I also wanted her to have something more uh, formal, a little bit um, uh, something that, you know, Alliance Francaise is a well-known brand, so be close to a well-known brand and be in an environment that's, that's, that's professional. Why was that important to you, that your daughter learned French? Well, I went through it, so I know how, how difficult it is and um, for adapting to a new environment, to a new language. I know the these, these skills, um, you know, if you live in one language and then you learn a language and that's, that's all you know, I would say that's fairly easy. Once you add a new language and then you get into a new environment and then um, your brain needs to work in a different, in a different scheme, in a different environment, um, it's kind of challenging. And so I wanted her to have that skill. And I also, if you speak um, uh, as, a che- as a Czech uh, national, speaking Czech to my daughter, it's not very advantageous being in New York City, to be honest. Uh, if you speak French, I think you have more chances and there's more doors that open up. And so I really wanted her to be... For me, the question was more, do I speak to her Czech or do I speak to her uh, French? So I, I picked the French. Um, and I did not want her to just know English just because I have the, benefit, um, the advantage of speaking another language than just English. How does she enjoy speaking French, French here at school and in French with you? Uh, it was very difficult. Uh, it was very difficult at the beginning, just because, you know, as a as a newborn, when you start the hearing and then language. Uh, so my wife happens to be Korean. So there's a, there's one language coming from that side. There's another language coming from myself, and there's a third language that she hears uh, when she goes to school, plays with kids. So it wasn't it wasn't easy at the beginning, but I think as she started uh, learning more words, getting more comfortable. Um, understanding what's going on in the world, I think it, it, it becomes, you know, day after day becomes much, much easier. Uh, FIAF helped definitely a lot, just because we've made a lot of friends from the network. Uh, coming here, uh, we used to come twice. Uh, now that she's in a preschool, um, we come only once, but we've made a lot of friends from the network, from the classes, and that network expands and you know, you do stuff on weekends with, with other parents, and so it's become a lot of fun. How frequently are you speaking French with her? Do you speak French around the dinner table? Oh, it's 100% immersion. It's, it's you come in, it's bonjour, you leave, it's au revoir, je t'aime, bisous, and, and then, um, and then when, I, when we are together, it's, uh, it's 100%. It's, it's the music that she hears is always in French, the TV that's on is always in French. Because I, I, my, com- my, my competition is my, my Korean wife and her Korean nanny and the Korean books. So when I have a, you know, 90 minutes a day with her, the FaceTime, that has to be 100% of, I'm very competitive, it has to be 100% of French. <laughs> 
So how much Korean does she know? She must know a fair amount of oh, Korean. It's like incredible. I'm like constantly, oh, I wish I could, I could do one week home and then one week at work. <laughs> no, she speaks, she speaks like perfect, perfect Korean. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Three and a half years old, English, Korean, French, Czech too? No, she doesn't speak Czech. That's, that's where I had to take to make a difficult decision because when my parents, I told them I've made a choice, I will teach her French, not Czech. They first thought I was crazy. I was going to say, how did that go over? I well, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> like, are you crazy? You know, when she comes home to the Czech Republic, uh, she's not going to understand anything. So I had to fight that war. I won. Uh, but then my, my, my sister, she has, a, uh, she has a five-year-old. I convinced her to teach, to put her in an English school so that when Stella grows up and then speaks now English, they, all, they both can, can communicate. So I kind of won uh, two wars. It wasn't easy. Obviously, the program is very important. So, you know, big, huge uh, kudos to, to Anne Belek and her, and, her, and her team to create something that is enjoyable for the kids but also for the parents, because if only the kids enjoy it and the parents, it doesn't last very long. Um, so having an environment where you can connect, for example, and you know, like the, the snacks that they do, my daughter looks forward for the crepe au chocolat, you know, you know little things like that, it's just incredible. Um, the way they use technology is great. They, they give you an app, for example, Spotify, that you can play on uh, for, in French, French channel, which I play essentially 100% of the time that I play music. Having a, a place where you can go where there's a good environment for the child to learn, I think is incredibly, incredibly important. That's Stibor Semper. His daughter is taking French for toddlers at the French Institute Alliance Francaise in Manhattan. More info at FIAF.org. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Boldarki. Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. My thanks to producers Claire Drake and Zach Zalas. It's WFUV and WFUV HD New York. Listener-supported public media from Fordham, the Jesuit University of New York. Music discovery starts here.